This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Welcome, everybody, to Building Trust with Advertisers at Scale with Automated Brand Safety. My name is Dan Doherty. I'm one of the co-founders of Sounder. Sounder is an audio intelligence platform that unlocks revenue for podcasts, brand safety, contextual targeting, uh, and discoverability for all audio content. I used to want to be in a band, but I was always afraid there'd only be four people in the audience. I love this, but everything's on video so you guys can see this later. So here's what I'm going to talk about today. There's three main points that I will discuss. What are today's trends in podcast advertising? And how is that related to all of the other digital advertising that we've seen over the last 20 years? I'll introduce what automated brand safety is. What is it? It's a relatively new concept that you're going to see a lot more of in the next coming months and even years. And then where is the future of podcast advertising going based upon what we know with digital advertising today. What you see here is the growth of digital advertising from 1999 all the way until 2022. So digital advertising is Google ads, Facebook ads. You, you, you know all the digital advertising. You probably see it every single day. Now what's interesting about this is you see where podcast advertising is today. So it, we're about 2001, 2002, where digital advertising was. Now, a brief history about myself and co-founder. We were actually really early at Google. A uh, couple hundred employees, started in 2000, started in 2001, and we saw where digital advertising was going. And I'll go through each of these in detail because we can forecast where podcast advertising is going to end up. So if you remember Google, in the very early days, it was actually cost per thousand page views on Google. They didn't have Google AdWords. They didn't have cost per click. It was just trying to monetize the traffic that was on Google.com. Then what happened is Google acquired a company called Applied Semantics. And if you're familiar with Google AdSense today, where relevant ads can serve next to relevant content, that was because of this acquisition of Applied Semantics. And then we saw a lot more transparency within the internet industry, both for publishers as well as for advertisers, when Google acquired Urchin, which is now known as Google Analytics. And some of you may know, when we acquired Google Analytics or Urchin, we thought it would dramatically decrease the amount of ad spend because we thought more transparency would mean less advertisers spending on ads. And come to find out, when you have more transparency, you can actually spend less or more based upon the keywords that are performing for you. And Google saw a 10x return uh, on advertising spend with more transparency with Google Analytics. And then, of course, we saw different ad formats with YouTube and Facebook ads and Twitter ads. 
And then Google acquired DoubleClick for something like $3.4 billion, which some of you may know is an ad server where buyers can buy ads across different publishers. And then of course, Double Verify, which was brand safety, which we'll talk more about today. Brands were hesitant on advertising online in the very early days because they didn't know where their brands would be tied to for content, right? It could be negative content, talking about political ads, whatever it might be. And that was instrumental to accelerating digital advertising. And then of course, about 2016, 2017, mobile actually surpassed desktop in ads. How does this relate to podcasting? Well, the past will tell us the future. We've seen this happen, I call it a movie. We've seen four movies before, and every single time where you see that acceleration, it is actually condensed. It condensed for contextual, it condensed for Facebook advertising, and it condensed for mobile. We are in the beginning movie for podcasting as it relates to substantial growth. We are missing, as a podcast industry, we're missing quite a bit of revenue for all of our podcasts and all of our publishers because we're lacking data, back to brand safety, contextual targeting. We're lacking the transparency to dramatically accelerate the amount of brand dollars that come into podcasting. Publishers, how many of you are publishers in the audience? or creators, publishers, how many are ad marketplaces? You want to add marketplace? All right. How about marketers or brands? Marketers or brands. All three of these categories have problems today as it relates to data and transparency. From a publisher perspective or a creator perspective, you might have lots of episodes that you cannot unlock the value of because you don't understand or the brands don't understand whether or not it's brand safe. And brand safe simply means, can I as a brand advertise on your content with confidence? And some brands like Virgin or GoDaddy, they might have a higher risk tolerance to be on maybe somewhat adult content as compared to maybe a large bank that says if there's any adult content or mention of crime, we do not want to be associated with it at all. You can see where the problems start happening if brands, big brands say, I'm not going to advertise on podcasting because I do not feel safe that my brand will be alongside con uh, content that is part of my entire brand integrity. Data is not one-sided, it needs to be ubiquitous. Transparency needs to be there for the publishers, it needs to be there for the brands, it needs to be there for the ad networks. Just like at Google, it was completely transparent as it related to double-click acquisition, Google Analytics, and so forth, and that's when the industry started to take off. And then for marketers or brands, they just need more confidence to advertise their brands at scale. You know, in 2001, 2002, um, it was really the top 1% of brands advertised on the top 1% of websites. If you remember Yahoo back in the day, people wanted to scale, but Google AdWords wasn't there, Google AdSense wasn't there, the democratization of digital advertising wasn't there, 
And that's where we are kind of right now with brands. I feel okay being on the top 1%. I listen to the episodes. I see that it's relatively brand safe. I'm not going to get fired from my CEO or my CMO if I'm on a top 1% podcast that's not political related. But guess what? There's 3.8 million podcasts out there, 175 plus million episodes that needs to be monetized and brands want to reach at scale. So here's all the challenges that we saw. So today, if you're a marketer, you say, okay, I want to be on the top business podcasts. You go look at the top business podcasts. You might listen to some of the past episodes, feel confident that your brand is okay associated with them. Then you reach out and you start doing CPM buys. Marketers then obviously will have listened to a few episodes general safety, but it's not really all the episodes. If you have 500 episodes, you're not going to listen to every single one. But overall, you might say, okay, I feel okay advertising on this podcast. And then based on that limited data, marketers decide whether or not the entire podcast is actually worth advertising on. Very manual, very time consuming. That's why top 1% advertise on the top 1% of podcasts. So today, problems are they manually vet it, they pray, and hopefully that host doesn't talk about something negative on the episode and they get fired from their CMO or they avoid it altogether. And that last part is where brands, most brands are avoiding it altogether. There's a really high return on investment for podcast advertising, as we all know, lots of engagement, but brands, and major agencies still do not feel confident in having their brands run at scale across thousands of episodes. How do we solve all that? So probably maybe the first time you've heard about brand safety, uh, maybe you've had some brands reach out to you. Well now with technology, with artificial intelligence, with natural language processing, we're seeing more and more companies enter the space that can at scale give brands the confidence to run across thousands of episodes based upon brand safety initiatives. So what automated brand safety technology does is it unlocks additional opportunity and supply that wasn't there before and it gives the brands the confidence to actually take the leap forward and say, yes, I wanna buy all of these episodes. So for marketers and publishers and marketplaces, it affects all three differently. For marketers, now you can align your brand with content that fits your brand values. From brand safety, you could actually, because you understand the episode and the context around the episode, you can eventually start targeting based upon contextual targeting. Has anyone advertised on Google today? You could advertise on Google, you could buy keywords, you can actually buy contextual or related websites based upon those keywords. We're gonna see that in podcasting very, very soon, within the next six to 12 months. Publishers can now sell deeper. If you as a publisher or a creator now have more data on all of your past catalog content, maybe 80%, 90%, 95% of your content is brand safe you can now sell that to brands at higher CPMs, right? And maybe, other, and maybe only 10% of your episodes are brand safe. 
but you could sell those 10% to brands that would feel confident on being in those episodes that aren't talking about cuss words or things like that. And when we call marketplaces, these are ad marketplaces, supply and demand, where you can maximize audio ad inventory by giving data to both buyers and sellers to make better decisions on where their ads should run. If you're looking for a brand safe solution, you should look at a couple things. One, trust. Are they on IAB or GARM standards? which for digital has been really the standard for brand safety for many, many, many years. Speed, how fast can they analyze the data and give that data back to you or, your, or, your, or the brands to make a better, more informed decision? Can they process millions upon millions of hours of audio content? Can they scale? Do they not only understand the keywords but can they understand the context, which is very, very important. I'll give you an example. Imagine if you had a brand safety solution and you were a financial advisor and you had a podcast and you were talking about your picks last week that absolutely got murdered or it was an absolute bloodbath within the market last week. If you look at murdered and bloodbath just on keywords alone, that would say, oh, no advertiser should advertise against that because it's death and injury as a classification. If you look at the context, you know it's not death and injury. You know it's talking about finance. In that case, it would not be related to death and injury. And a brand can now advertise on that content. Today, they wouldn't even know that existed. Or if they did, they would say, whoa, that's death and injury. I'm not going to be on that on that particular episode. And then flexibility. Does the company have a, a UI that you could actually do yourself and, and type in keywords? Or if you're more technically sophisticated, do they have APIs or in integrations into maybe your hosting platform? Those are the types of things that you should start looking at. Sounder, here's just an example of what Sounder's user interface looks like where you can look at podcast episodes, you can look at the entire podcast, you can see if it's IAB or GARM related, as I mentioned. And then it's not an either or, as I said before. It's not either you can monetize on this particular episode or not. Some brands have the ability to say, well, if it's just medium risk for crime, I'm okay with it. Some might say if there's any, any crime mentioned whatsoever, I don't want to be associated with it. So it's good to, to mess around with those levers. Here's how it works. This is an way oversimplification of any brand safety technology that you see, but this is how Sounder works today, is where you index all of the world's audio, you look at all the reviews, you look at all of the content, the metadata, you start indexing that, and you organize it into a clean format. From there, we call it an audio data cloud. We can then transcribe every single spoken word, timestamp it, understand the context of a particular episode, right? We run algorithms on top of it, machine learning, artificial intelligence, natural language processing, all of these buzzwords for engineering that then allows us to classify data in a way that really hasn't existed before, and that's called the audio data cloud. From there, 
endless possibilities. We're just talking about brand safety today, but from brand safety, you can then start doing contextual targeting. You can start targeting at the keyword level. Imagine a sports retailer that says, I want to advertise on all 20,000 episodes that mentioned a particular professional athlete in a positive manner, and then I want to have an ad that sells jerseys for that particular professional athlete. This is where podcast advertising is going at scale based upon the content of particular episodes. So that's just one example of how what we see today with hosted advertising and programmatic, it is going to be just like we saw in the early days of Google, accelerating rapidly over the next 12 to 24 months. I mentioned a couple of these, death and injury, I think I mentioned murdered. Another one could be adult and explicit sexual content. There's about 11 or 12 categories for IEB and GARM. Um, if you see the adult and explicit sexual content, I, I don't like to say the word F word, so I'll say screwed people. But if you say, if you say that, looking at the keywords alone, brands would not be able to advertise against that because they don't know the context around it. So find brand safety solutions that look at the context and you'll be able to then increase the amount of supply and brands that can reach you based upon what you're actually talking about. So I'll try to open it up for any, uh, for a couple, I'll answer this question. If anybody knows an answer, you cannot yell it out because they yelled at me, uh, a microphone will go to you. But based upon what you heard so far, how do you think brand safety can really unlock growth for the podcasting industry? Anyone have an answer? I'll bring the mic to you. Okay, here we go. Confidence, you said it. Gives brands more confidence to advertise on your show. That's right, that's right. Confidence, more transparency. What about on the publisher side? If you're a creator, how could this help make you more money? I think you have an answer here. No, I <laughs> Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> okay. Hello. It'll open up more inventory that you can monetize. That's right. More inventory that you can monetize from a brand safe perspective. And then, of course, as we talk more about contextual targeting from a contextual perspective. Good. This is great. You're absolutely right. So um, both for brands, opening up additional inventory, um, monetizing it, higher CPMs, better yields. There's a lot of wasted brand dollars right now that might be showing up on episodes that they don't want to be showing up on. Um, it might not be related to their brand. It might not be targeted to the right audience. It's just a lot of wasted marketing budget. We saw this at Google. Once you optimize that and have it transparency across the entire ecosystem, everything becomes much more efficient. You see higher CPMs. You see higher sell-through rates. You see actually less ads, ironically, on podcasts and better user or listener experiences. You're gonna have more targeted ads, better ads, Publishers will make more money, brands will have a higher return on investment, and you have a higher satisfaction rate from your listeners. So what does the future of podcast advertising look like? 
This gets me really, really excited because again, back to the digital advertising in 2001, 2002, we saw that tremendous growth. You as users or brands probably still see that today with relevant ads on Google or maybe relevant ads on Facebook. There's problems with that as well. In some cases, there's privacy issues. Facebook knows a lot about you. There's a lot of new laws, European laws, even California laws that are gonna be stopping a lot of these cooking to give you those targeted results back or ads. So you're gonna start seeing more contextual targeting. I'll talk more about contextual targeting now. When I first started Sounder a couple years before that, as a listener, I was actually not impressed with where the podcast industry was, and I was really frustrated from a listener perspective. And I remember I was listening to a venture capital podcast and a Toyota ad was a pre-roll. If you guys are familiar, pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll. It was, oh, buy a, buy a Toyota. And then the entire episode was about cap tables. And cap tables, if you're an entrepreneur, it's really how you do shares and so forth. And, and I thought, oh my God, this is so bad. One, I don't need a car. And two, why not serve me an ad that sells cap table software like Carta? So Carta.com sells software for entrepreneurs to manage their cap table. And I thought, why is the podcast industry not here yet? And all this great content I started listening to, I thought, wow, these ads suck. Some of them are host-read, not super relevant. Some of them are programmatic, not super relevant. I said, why hasn't someone come in and understand the content that this particular episode is about and then serve more relevant ads based upon what the guests and the hosts are actually talking about? And that's where you're gonna see the future of podcast advertising going. And when I say future, I say it's like six months. Six to 12 months, you're gonna see a lot more brands entering the space, one, because of brand safety initiatives, and then from there, they're gonna say, how do I get more content that's brand safe? And we say, through contextual advertising. So if you look at contextual targeting, you can now target by categories, not just the 128 Apple categories, but there's endless amounts, there's millions of categories. Just for food alone, you might wanna target vegan, right? Or go deeper and just target those specific deep subcategories we call. Then there's sentiment analysis. Are they talking about Joe Montana in a negative or positive manner? Are they talking about Home Depot in a negative or positive manner, right? All of these things come together because if you're talking about Home Depot in a negative manner, and if I'm Home Depot, I don't really want my ad to run on your content that you're talking negatively about me, nor does the guest or the host want that ad to run there as well. So sentiment is going to become extremely important. We have different topics that are out. We now see topics almost in real time, right? So the uh, Inflation Reduction Act is a topic that was big over the last call two, three weeks. There's been millions of mentions of, of the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, imagine finding all the positive sentiment ones, and then maybe you're, you're an electric vehicle company that wants to advertise across all of those thousands of, of podcast episodes, educating on why you should use their electric company because now you get a $3,000 rebate. All of this is gonna become more real time over the next six to 12 months. People, 
places, you're going to be able to target guests. You'll be able to target people that are mentioned within particular episodes. You're going to be able to do something called voice prints. So if I know your voice, I could actually, even if your name was never mentioned, you have your own unique voice, just like we have our own unique prints. You could actually see every single time that you were on a podcast and target to that specific person. Anytime Trump was on a podcast or Biden was on a podcast or whoever was on a podcast, you could actually target that without that name actually being mentioned. Places is going to be big. You're going to see a lot more geo-targeting. Now that the download isn't really a download, it's all pretty much streaming now. Imagine being in Denver, driving my car, listening to a do-it-yourself plumbing podcast and targeting a plumber that is advertising in, in that area code, just like you can today with digital advertising. We are going to see, I believe, a democratization of audio advertising for both creators as well as advertisers, where Joe the Plumber in Denver will be able to buy podcast ads relative to his industry, wherever those listeners are within his geolocation. That's gonna happen. Keyword targeting is going to be something that pretty much everyone should be able to offer in the next year or so. Whereas a brand, I wanna target keywords within particular episodes that have already ran, and I wanna do that at scale, right? So I wanna target every single time the Super Bowl was mentioned over the last four weeks on these 10,000 podcasts. You're gonna be able to do that at scale. Products, just like you saw with Instagram, a lot more of products were actually embedded within the photos itself. You're gonna see more and more retailers getting into this space and being able to target brands or reviews within episodes with their actual products. You're gonna see that happening. And then that, those brands obviously are gonna be able to take advantage of all of the, these new futuristic type things that again, are gonna happen within the next six to 12 months. I'm gonna stop there. I wanna leave some time for some question and answer as well. Um, we will be walking around with a microphone. If anyone has a question about anything, digital advertising, brand safety, where's podcasts going? How do you monetize your podcast? Let's talk about that. First question. Maybe you have another story that you can share. Well, let's talk about, again, how many of you are creators? Do you have a podcast? So good, okay, podcast. What's your biggest challenge right now as it relates to even monetizing your podcast? Um, well, I need people to find me because I don't have a lot of time to find them, the listeners I'm talking about. It's a really good comment. And we actually see that quite a bit as well. If you look at audio, historically, it hasn't been indexed by search engines. Well, now with technology, like Sounders, like others, when you transcribe your entire podcast episode, all of your episodes, and you make that available to search engines, they start indexing. 
And what you'll find is now when listeners are searching for particular keywords they're interested in, they're more likely to find content that maybe you have produced. You can also use hosting platforms that allow you to be on social media with snippets. So with artificial, all this technology that I'm talking about just for brand safety can actually be leveraged to dramatically grow your podcast. So if I know all of your episode content and context, and then I could use artificial intelligence to say, hey, here's three or four chapters that we recommend you could actually share in social media. Oh, and by the way, we turned it into a video for you automatically. Mm -hmm. That's how you're going to be able to reach more listeners that are targeted, that are engaged. Once you're ready to monetize, you can then start serving ads or do subscriptions or sell books or however you want to monetize. But all of this technology is going to accelerate the entire industry and it's not just for advertising. Good question. Anybody else? Any other questions related to anything? Well, I'll ask another one. Um, at what stage can a podcaster reach out to the brand on their own? And how would you recommend one do that? So historically, just like in the early days, top 1% of publishers, top 1% of creators, there's usually a threshold of at least 5,000 downloads per episode. There's still a lot of inefficiencies where a brand is not going to, at scale, go on 100 podcasts that have 5,000 episodes. So right now, that's the biggest challenge. You're going to see technology that, again, will democratize that, um, where you'll be able to reach out to brands or brands will be able to reach out to you, vice versa. And it may not be a host-read ad. Maybe it's a pre-recorded ad. But you'll be able to say, okay, I only have 200 downloads, but I talk about venture capital and I've got really, really engaged listeners. You should be able to have Morgan Stanley, whoever else, on your podcast. Um, but it has to be at scale. So you're going to start seeing more solutions that are going to automate that process as well, just like Google AdWords did for pretty much all publishers and advertisers that are out there. You're going to see the same technology for, for podcasting. I don't want to hog the microphone, but I do have another question. And since no one's hand is up, I'm going to go for it. Um, you talked a lot about six to 12 months from now, this is what's going to be happening. So you're obviously forecasting this. Now, I don't know, I've not looked at the data to say this is true or this is false, but I'm sure you have looked at it. So can you tell us why it's six to 12 months? Maybe it's two years, maybe it's four years. Why do you think six to 12 months? I related to uh, Amazon would not exist today if we didn't spend decades paving the roads to transport goods and services to households, right? Amazon wouldn't work. The reason why I had the digital advertising last 20 years, it's very similar to that analogy, is because a lot of that technology has already been built, just not applied to the various use cases that we see in audio. So that's why every single time the time to market decreases dramatically. So when mobile advertising launched, we had to do brand safety, we had to do contextual targeting, but the time to market decreased dramatically because we already had that infrastructure in place. Thank you. Okay, great. Hello, maybe you can say your name first and then ask your question. Okay. 
Um, Kedrick Walls with Veritone One. Um, I saw where you had the next phase more skewing toward conceptual targeting. Uh, we know that li lays heavily with um, programmatic. And since we've been here at the conference, we know that programmatic is like a buzzword, but the transparency of programmatic is still an issue. So if I'm a brand, I don't want to wait six to 12 months. So what would you tell me right now to, like from a POV, to ease my concerns about entering a podcast space? From a program, that's a great question. From a programmatic perspective, there's something called DSPs or demand side platforms where as a brand, you could actually buy into uh, advertising on X amount of podcasts and so forth. And to your point, there's not a lot of transparency there today. And that's a major issue. One of the issues that I talked about before is because they don't want their brand associated with content that they don't know is, is uh, brand safe or not. So what you'll see, and again, within a couple months, because now there's a lot of DSPs, even talking to Sounder and others, that are gonna start integrating a lot of this data. So then as a brand, you'll be able to see, wow, these are all brand safe content. This content is likely to be crime related, but they tell stories, so that's okay. So you're gonna start seeing real quick, a lot more data being piped into those DSPs. And then that data that in return will get back to the publishers as well as the brands, just like we saw in the beginning of digital advertising. Brands have the same problem. Like, where's my, where's my brand showing? How many impressions am I getting? What's the conversion rate? It didn't exist, but now it's gonna start existing here again within the next few months. Good question. Anyone? This may be quite naive of me, but I don't know what DSP stands for. Can you please tell me? <laughs> yes, DSP is dem demand side platform. <laughs> Thank you. So you might, as a marketer, buy on a demand side platform, not just for podcasting, but maybe it's for, it's for Google, maybe it's for uh, Facebook ads. You could actually buy from these demand side platforms um, at scale. Thank you. And SSP is supply side platform. <laughs> How can we benefit from sounder.fm? As, as a creator? As a new creator, as a, an experienced creator. Tell us a little bit about your company. For sounder.fm, if you're a creator, you could actually host all your content on sounder. Uh, we do all the transcription for free on sounder. We use our artificial intelligence to help you with snippets, as I talked about before, to go on social media. So there's a lot of the technology that will be incorporated even more so into the Sounder hosting platform. Um, but primarily we work with the large publishers that are out there, um, iHeartMedia, Odyssey, et cetera. Okay, so a small little guy can't, um, or gal, can't come to you guys? You, they for, can. Oh, we can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can. Uh, it's only $14 a month. If you have one download a month or 100 million downloads a month, you can leverage Sounder's platform. Thank you. Do we have any more questions or comments or thoughts or suspicions or dreams? <laughs> sure. 
So you talk about contextual targeting and his question about if it's available in six to 12 months. I, there are some vendors that are currently, so do you have a feeling that they're not quite there yet and it still needs to develop a little bit further? And with that, what is within contextual targeting that needs to essentially be built out further for everybody to take advantage of it at scale? Yeah, I, th I think in some cases it could be um, not fully at scale as it should be. It might just be related to just the keywords and not the context that I was talking about. Um, but all of the DSPs need to implement this, because to your point, if it's just one or just two, um, it's not gonna scale as, as an industry. But all brand safety companies are not all created equal. Welcome. Let's see how much time we have for a couple more questions. Oh, we probably have time for another three questions. Okay. Hi, uh, we're a kids listening app. I think you may have heard from us yes, last yesterday, but um, so this is very big for us in terms of promoting advertising in the kids space because it is context-based advertising, not data-based. Um, what do you, have you seen, or have you seen any development in sort of the attribution and the measurement side of context-based advertising when you can't get that data? <laughs> I, I, many companies are starting to solve that problem. It's a big problem. Um, I think even attribution within the podcasting space is still an issue. Um, it's getting there, but that is being solved, I know, with some of the other uh, attribution companies that are out there. Um, I don't know the names, of, I don't know if you know the names at the top of your head, but yeah, Veritas, Podsites. Veritas, Podsites, there's a bunch of different third parties, plus publishers are also starting to bring them in, hence the Spotify acquisition right. of Podsites. That's right. Yeah. Good question. One issue you might have um, if you monetize, right now obviously all brand safe, I hope. <laughs> if it's all kids related, it's probably mostly manual hosted advertising. You know, Disney might advertise with you. Um, in the future though, you'll be able to programmatically have ads and then you feel confident that you don't have, it, it works reverse. You wanna feel confident that you don't have ads that are political in nature, or they're talking about things that would not be appropriate, you're gonna see the reverse as well, where this technology can actually understand the, the content of the actual ad, and maybe it's not categorized correctly. They say it's business, but ooh, that's actually political. You're gonna see a lot of that happening as well. Awesome. We're Thank good. you so okay, much. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. That was great. And if anybody wants to meet afterwards, you're welcome to come. Perfect. Out at the front. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you.